Welcome to the WrestleBall Podcast. We are your host, as always. My name is Joseph Ty. Joining me is my good friend, Mark Belraj. Mark, today is a very special day in terms of NBA playoffs. What do we got here on the docket in just under, actually, what is it? Just over an hour. Yeah, uh, Raptors are going to face Boston. And we've been talking about these two guys, or these two teams, I should say, quite a bit on the podcast. It's been about maybe three, two, three weeks that uh, we've been hyping this fight up. So this is probably the the biggest match, I think, in the second round. Oh, well, easily. definitely for us, uh, particularly. Uh, I don't know about, you know, American fans out there and if they're interested in the Raptors at all. But for us, man, this is a huge deal. Uh, would you say that Boston is our greatest rival at this point in the game? Yeah, I think so. Boston and I still think Milwaukee is a rival for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have outed that flame with Milwaukee. But uh, Boston is definitely the one right now that stands out the most this season as they're being touted as, you know, Eastern Conference finalists. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, and a lot of people gr- think that they have a runaway shot to go to the finals, not giving ourselves or Boston any credit. Uh, I think either uh, of those three teams that we mentioned could definitely be a finals uh, contender, um, and even a healthy Philly. Um, and next year, obviously, we got Brooklyn. A uh, healthy Brooklyn is going to be super dangerous. But let's go back to this series. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, I don't know. Uh... I know the NBA did pause for a little bit. The Raptors were going to uh, postpone their game along with Boston. It was, this game was supposed to happen on Thursday, uh, but due to the issues going on in the United States, we had another unfortunate event. Uh, things were stalled because the players wanted to process what had happened, as well as things they could do to help you know their community and their country out. So um, I'm not sure. The emotions and the adrenaline could be very high. Right now, different people are feeling different things as these are all prevalent issues with players, you know, both on Toronto and and Boston. So um, it's really going to be about who handles their emotions the best and who channels that energy. Raptors are definitely capable of doing a lot of damage, but so is Boston. Um, So So we'll have to see. A couple of key things to this series. I I believe Kyle Lowry is probable, so it's likely he's going to play for this game. Obviously, Gordon Hayward is out for Boston. Do you see this changing the series dynamic at all? If if Kyle Lowry is not 100%, that's definitely going to impact the Raptors, I think, moving forward. But uh, from by all accounts, it sounds like he, he's back. He, ha- he had a, a full practice, and he, apparently he looked good. Uh, so I'm assuming he's you know close to at least 80%, 90% uh, and ready to play this series. Um, do you think the loss of Gordon Hayward you know, is a huge factor in, in Boston's, uh, uh, you know, chance to get past us yeah but um gordon hayward is um a scorer he he gets at least 15 or more a game um, so he definitely contributes to their offense um so uh without a doubt gordon losing gordon hayward does play a factor into it um definitely not having kyle lowry would play a factor but i wouldn't be super worried as we have van fleet uh, that can sort of take the reins there and we know what he can do um, when put under the pressure um, but the interesting thing to note about Boston is they weren't even top eight for points per game mm-hmm. uh, in the first round. Anyway. Which is so strange too, right? Because you look at them and they, they by all counts, all looked on fire. Jason Tatum was killing. Um, Jalen Brown was doing very well. Yeah. Um, I don't really know exactly uh, how 
Kemba Walker, dude, I uh, did. I'm. I think he's, he's like, okay. Yeah. yeah, he seems to be the odd man out uh, in terms of this playoff series. Yeah. Um, but but I think, we all know he could be a, an all star. Yeah. Well, I think Ky- uh, Kyle Lowry or Fred VanVleet can handle Kemba Walker. So I'm not. I don't know how much of a difference maker he'll make in terms of you know being that person that they go to. Definitely Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are the guys. Uh, that we have to look out for that are most dangerous. But again, we got OG Ananobi who doesn't get spoken about enough about his right. defensive efforts. Well, we got a lot Pascal. of really, yeah, Pascal's another a big ball stopper. Um, him, OG, then obviously uh, Serge Ibaka and Marcus Gasol closing in on the paint. So you're not going to get a lot of easy drives in that way. Uh, on the flip side, though, they do have Marcus Smart, who is probably one of the best defensive guards, uh, you know, behind maybe... Uh, Drew Holiday. Yeah, I could see Marcus taking probably Van Fleet to shut him down, which um, is going to be a bit scary because Van Fleet has yeah. we you know we've heavily relied on him, especially in, yeah. in that Brooklyn series. Yeah, well, it's going to be probably Jason Brown, Jason Tatum, or Jalen Brown on Siakam, uh, Marcus Smart uh, either on Lowry or on um, uh, Van Fleet. I'm hoping he stays on Lowry and frees Van Fleet up because I'd rather have. Van Fleet as a freer guy, um, as Kyle Lowry will find what he needs. Kyle Lowry will figure out what he needs to do to get past. Uh, whereas Van Fleet, uh, maybe he's not used to that kind of pressure, um, as now he's going to be on scouting reports. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, it's really hard to say who's going to win this game one. Again, emotions are high. Um, it's been postponed. and uh, so, so you mentioned the emotions are high. Uh, Obviously, uh, you know, that's the, been the running headline over the last week. Uh, they had the boycotts on, uh, was it Wednesday? Or, Wednesday. Or Wednesday was the first one? Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday. Tuesday, yes, no, Wednesday. or Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, they had the boycotts. When, I think it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday was out. Yeah. And, 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 and I've heard reports that Toronto Raptors have been at the forefront of that movement in terms of, you know, they were, they, they were, them and Boston were one of the first teams to talk about actually boycotting the games. Where do you think the Raptors' head is in terms of playing, in terms of winning a championship? And then, uh, you know, in terms of the movement itself. Well, I think for players that have been in Canada for a while, especially those that are American, like Kyle Lowry, I'm hoping what they get a sense is is, is what we get a sense is, and that's justice. That's equality. What's right? What's wrong? Um, really black and white things. Um, so when you play, let's say, at a, at a disadvantage, and what I mean by that is injustices that occur. Um, it sometimes can motivate you because you know what's right and what's wrong and, and what's going on here is wrong. And a lot of the Canadian values um, really speak to that of justice and, and, and I hope what, what doing what doing what's right. So um, in that way, uh, I think it'll empower a lot of the players, especially those that have been affected, their families, their friends and so forth. But I think that that goes across the league as well. But I think from an American standpoint, it looks kind of grim because it's been like two, three hundred years of this nonsense. Mm-hmm. And it just sort of hasn't gone away. Um, and they're just not getting the respect they need as, you know. I was thinking about this the other day on my drive home because obviously where we grew up, we grew up in Jane and Finch. It was a completely different makeup in terms of the community. In my classroom growing up, and I'm sure yours as well, there are equal representations of all types of ethnicities, and yeah. it's so strange for me to um, divide. Yeah, divide, saying, yeah. have prejudices based off skin color and things like that, and it's 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 so innate in, in both of us just because of where we grew up, and then for for us to see what we're seeing in the states, 
um, and not just the States, in Canada as well and all over the world. It, it's, it's so strange, and, and sometimes I can't fathom it, and, and it's, it's hard to tackle something that you can't understand like that. Like, how do you tackle a problem that you just don't understand ex why it exists in the first place? Well, it's a, a systemic issue, right? and this has been going on for many years. Hun let's say 100 years has been going on. The police forces have been corrupt. We all know departments such as the LAPD... Um, they've been corrupt for a long time. Um, some with, to some extent, the New York Police Department as well. Um, they've racially motivated uh, officers to target specific groups of people or to fulfill quotas based on specific groups of people or to act a certain way towards specific groups of people, knowing that they won't get backlash. And that's the biggest thing, the backlash. And, and I don't want to say that all cops are bad because that's definitely not true. What I think has to happen are the good cops need to go after the bad cops and i think this this has been something that has been overlooked and i think good cops have been trying to go after bad cops but bad cops have been being protected by people that are higher than them mm -hmm. so it really shuts the good cops off and obviously they're thinking of their careers and their families that they don't want to jeopardize those things which is understandable but well, i think we've seen already what has, has happened is people who uh cops who've been supporting blm have been let go from their police Jobs, force. Yeah. Let go from a union that's able to protect them from all this Everything other garbage. Else except for but, that. Yeah, but the their moment you stand views. up for something, right? Yeah. They, uh, you they know, when you stand on the right side of history, you, you get knocked out of the police force. It's insane yeah. to me. So, um, strange and... Uh, again, Not that strange. Because when you look at history, and a lot of the times when people have stood up for things that are right, they've always been pushed aside. They've always been fired. They've always been ridiculed. For so sure. this is part of... This is unfortunately part of the movement. What I mean by strange is just that, again, I can't fathom it. Where we grew up, our upbringing here in, in Toronto, especially, you know, you and I both grew up in, in Jane and Finch, yeah. it's completely different. Yeah. It, it's, and that's the reason I say it's strange, but you're absolutely right. Like, it's not strange in the sense of what has happened in history. Yeah. Uh, but going back to the NBA, so obviously there's a, you know, a lot of emotions going on. Do you think this is going to affect... I mean, it obviously affects all the players. You but. might see, you might see hero basketball, hero mode basketball, um, because you're gonna get that little bit of oomph. You're playing for a little bit more now. Mm -hmm. uh, you're trying to send a message, not only to the country, you're sending it to the world, and obviously to your opponent as well. This game, this match is much bigger, in my opinion, than it is Toronto versus Boston, but it has a bigger message, and I think the entire playoffs have taken on. Right. Sort of that definition. Well, right I love the unity that we're seeing between the teams. Um, there has been some media reports about people being upset with George Hill, being people being upset with LeBron James and things like that. But I think when we look at the bigger picture as a whole, uh, I think they've done a terrific job of being unified. Uh, the NBA and the Players Association, and you know, even the owners are starting to step in, which is sort of strange because you look at some of the owners and you look at some of their affiliations, um, and I don't want to get too much into it because it's going to get very political, but uh, it's kind of strange because some of them have their fingers dipped on the other side, and it's kind of like, where do you, where do you really stand on, on this? Where are your allegiance, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's not get too much into the political talk, though. Uh, the Raptors uh, facing Boston in just, uh, just under an hour. Game one. Honestly, if I was a betting man, I'd probably say Boston because I think the Raptors typically need a couple of games to feel out. We saw it all of last year. You know, lost two games to the Bucks before they proceeded to beat them. Yeah. Um, same thing with Orlando. Uh, so I do think they'll lose this first game, but I think it'll be close, and I think you're going to see a lot of like good things. I think they, they might predict, like, for example, they might not shoot well, but still lose within like five. 
And then you know what happens when they figure out the game plan. So who do you got? I have the Raptors in game one. I think they're going to come out strong. I think a lot of the guys that have maybe been quiet uh, will come out a lot stronger. Um, I think Fred Van Fleet is a person who plays with a chip on his shoulder, and especially uh, with what's been going on, I think he's going to come out really strong. Obviously, he's going to have to get through Marcus's smart defense, should they put him on. Um, but... Uh, um, that's what we'll be looking at. Uh, according to Vegas odds, the Raptors have a point spread favored uh, by minus two. So they are the favorites right now. Um, minus two, though. So close. It's so very it, close. You yeah. can cut it either side. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a close game regardless. And I can agree with that. Yeah. Uh, moving on in terms of the rest of the... Well, I guess there's only a, uh, the East that's been set yeah. uh, on the West side. Yeah. The East is Milwaukee and the Heat are the next yeah. round. Uh, who do you got there? Uh, that one's for me is Milwaukee. I I'm not sure we got to go too much into that one. Um, but in terms of the, the West, the Lakers advanced yesterday. Yeah. Um, put a, a strong showing by all accounts by CJ McCollum and Carmelo Anthony. Just not enough to defeat such a juggernaut that is the Lakers. Um, I don't think anyone was too. T- I know you chose Portland, but I think yeah, I think you knew as well that the Lakers is a tough beat for yeah. any 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 it, team. If Portland was gonna win, it would have been that series just because they were coming off the bubble. And I, and I said that in the podcast that they were just the hottest team. It's about circumstance. Yeah, and if they were gonna do it, they were gonna do it then and probably fall apart afterwards. I may not have said that second part, but. If they were going to do it, I would. if I was a betting man and I had some money, I would probably put the money there. But yeah, definitely uh, Lakers come out. Um, interesting note, LeBron is, I think he's 14 or 16 and 0. Holy cow, did rounds. you see his averages for this first round? Yeah, it was pretty good. He was, uh, so on that last game, or yesterday's game, 36, 10, and 10. Um, he averaged in the first round 27, 10, 10, uh, with 1.2 steals, uh, five turnovers, uh, uh, shooting 60% from the field, 46 from three, 70 from the from the line, and a true shooting percentage of 71%. Um, LeBron James is now 14 and 0 in the first round of the playoffs. He's never been knocked off in the fi- in the first round. So, uh, adding on to his impressive resume in the playoffs, actually, so insane, incredible. Like I didn't, I knew he was doing well, and I didn't realize he was doing this well averaging a a triple double in the first round and again one of those games was a game where he scored like 10 points 10 points yeah Yeah. it's 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 unbelievable to me to see what lebron james can do and this is what i was talking about earlier in our earlier podcast is that playoff lebron james is just a different animal Mm -hmm. um some guys have it uh such as Kawhi leonard is another guy who just really shines in the playoffs um, but definitely LeBron James is a guy that just turns it on. And again, how long has he been in the league? What, 15, 16 years now? Mm-hmm. That obviously is going to build some level of veteranness, that type of Perfect. experience yeah. that you need to yeah. be able to perform in, in the playoffs. Uh, so at the same time, it's really not that surprising, but it's still a little bit surprising to see a triple-double in the first round. Yeah, and he's leading uh, the league in playoff assists. As much as he led the seasons in assists, so yeah, uh, definitely on point and uh, just gustoing. That's right. To to take down that uh, Portland team's very impressive. So they'll face the winner of Denver and Utah. That is correct. Okay, and and that... no, no, uh, Rockets and uh, OKC. Oh, that's right, Rockets and OKC. Yeah. That's right. Okay, so 
the Rockets and OKC. OKC lost yesterday. They got just blowouts. Um, I think pretty... there was a crazy stat in terms of three points. Yeah, they uh, missed 38 three-pointers, breaking the playoff record set by the Rockets. Uh, and was that the game against Golden State? That must have been. I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, OKC just did not play well. Yeah. They did not play well. They well, were relying on, what's his name? Uh, Dorte? Um, yeah, Dort. Yeah, Dort. Like, he put up 12, 13, 14 shots, something like that. And I'm like, who is this guy putting up shots? I think the problem was they had him there to play defense on Harden. And then on offense, they would leave him wide open because he kept missing. And he wasn't doing anything and he wasn't very productive. So they ended up playing four on five and sacrificing offense for defense. And it didn't matter mm-hmm. because you weren't going to stop. James Harden looks. James Harden in this game looked like the the James Harden at the beginning of the season that was unstoppable, basically right. fantasy god. Yeah, uh, he was hot as hell. Westbrook really never got it going, though yeah. First he did game come back. back. So uh, we're just looking to see when he catches back up to his speed. Um, SGA was bad. I think Chris Paul, not his fault, was just tired. I, I think, think he's he been was dealing pretty quiet a lot. in that game. I don't think they could have depend on him too much. I think there's a lot of things going through his head, being especially being the president of the basketball association. Right. There's a lot of things that he's trying to get going on on his end. The, so. the, the only player that looked like they showed up was Schroeder, and he got ejected. And he got ejected. Um, at first, I thought it was a questionable play. Did you get to see the replay? What did you think about it after? I didn't think he definitely nutted him, but yeah. with his arm. But I don't think it was a ejection because he just it was a, it was a screen. He ran into the screen and his arms. Fr- fr- flailed but i don't think it was an intention to hurt um definitely pj tucker has an anger issue and he definitely went up to him and headbutted him when he could just talk smack to him um what would have happened probably was schroeder would have got the ejection and he would have stayed in the game i would say it's very similar to the draymond green kicking his legs when he shoots um both had just very awkward like motion of the limbs um especially because like you said, he was going through a screen and there was no play on the ball because James Harden was already a couple of feet away. So that movement with the arm kind of was a little bit mm-hmm. dicey, but I just don't think there was a lot of impact there. And there was a little bit of a flop on, on, on PJ Tucker's side as well, because come on, dude, it, like, it didn't look like much yeah. it, I mean, in the grand scheme of things. And it looked like he like just got shot, but uh, regardless, I understand this playoff. It's heated. These guys are smart. They know how to well, get the fouls. They know PJ to... Tucker was upset the entire match or in, in the entire uh, game because he had got into foul trouble real early, picking up two fouls in the first, picking up a third in the second. Um, he never really got his rhythm going, and uh, he was just frustrated. So uh, yeah, that's what it was for him. But he's yeah. He... Now Dennis Schroeder, what do what do you think they do with him in the offseason? Because his value must be in an all time high. Hi, yeah, he looked really good. He was basically. Uh, doing a, everything that he could to keep OKC in the game. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you do with him. I'm not sure what you do with that team because even Chris Paul is not talking about contract extensions with OKC, um, meaning that OKC probably wants him, but he doesn't know if he wants to stay there because it's not really a championship future and Chris Paul's career is you know, on the latter end. Right? I'm looking at this team. I think they could be champions if they get another star. You say you have SGA, you keep Chris Paul, and then you bring in a guy like, uh, I don't know, let's say they get AD, just off yeah. chance. Yeah. Could you imagine? That would be a good team. It would be a good team. It would be a good team. Um, again, when you're, when you're in the West, you're contending now with Dallas, Clippers, Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, can they beat Clippers? Not sure. Can they beat Lakers? Not sure. Can they beat Dallas? Maybe. Yeah, but then so. if you say that, then you got to eliminate... 
seventy percent of the yeah. teams in the league. I hear what you're saying. I I don't know if eighty goes. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. The thing about OKC is a small market team. And they always That's have true. that issue with bringing in... That is true. Players. But by all accounts, good organization. They've always... Feel, like yeah. you said, they've always drafted well. They've always fielded a good team. They made the playoffs this year in a yeah. year that they were expected to rebuild. They got a lot of good assets. SGA is looking like he's coming around. Say you flip uh, Schroeder for you know a, a nice experienced uh, role player, and then you're able to sign a, an, a, a mega superstar and all star. Yeah. That would be that would be pretty impressive. Yeah, it would be interesting. Um, but yeah, I think OKC has a lot uh, to think about this off season in terms of what their goals are. Because At, I th- I think they were looking for a draft pick this year, and this suddenly yeah. this ple- this um, pleasant surprise happened where they made the play at the same time they don't really need any draft picks but uh now that they're down three two how do how's the series shaping up for you um i mean i got houston i'm pretty sure you got houston now yeah, as well i would change my pick to houston they look just they look they look like they're a veteran team in the playoffs they don't look too rattled or too shaken um uh they just they look they don't look inexperienced like OKC looks. OKC looks extremely and they are experienced. You know, besides Chris Paul, I mean, what's the median age of of yeah, OKC? Young, they must yeah. be really young. So, they I think they far exceeded expectations. Even if they get eliminated next game, they should be happy that you know, proud of what they've done. Uh, pushing Houston to six games is probably more than a lot of people had. Yep. And even you and I both had OKC winning this first series prior to the series starting. Uh, so a lot of people, you know, they built a lot of fans. They they earned a lot of respect, and and they should be proud of what they've done this season for yep. sure. Yep. On the other side of the Western bracket, we still got Utah and Denver going. Uh, Clippers and and Dallas is actually still going, although Dallas is down three two. And and let's talk about that series first because we just got the news. KP's meniscus is all messed up. They're saying that possibly there's treatment or season-ending surgery. What do you make of all of this? Yeah, I don't know. Um, his meniscus is torn, I believe. Uh, so the options, I think, uh, were to remove it completely. I think if he does surgery, that essentially would be what it would be. But yeah, but that would be season ending, right? Season ending. Yeah. So in the other ways, you just play with it, and then you wait till the playoffs are yeah. done, which I think you do. It's a meniscus. I mean, if 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 the word on the street is you can play without a meniscus, then I think you play with it, the way it is. And and and, and it's up to how he feels too. We got to remember too. Apparently, he got the meniscus tear in game one. Game two, he killed it. I think he had like thirty points in game yeah. two. So obviously, you can play with torn meniscus. I think they got to factor in what they feel their chances are of actually winning that chip. But if you beat. The Clippers, yeah. you have a great chance of winning that chip. Yeah, in I my mind, so. at least. Yeah, yeah, and you can rest KP between games if you can make get past this series, um, just so he has a little bit of a lesser load. Right. Um, definitely make it because he's been pretty important in the success um, of Dallas. Obviously, in Game Four, that was uh, it was uh, Luka Doncic's game-winning shot. Oh. which is going to be the sh- the shot this playoffs heard around the world unless there's yes. another one. Yes. Um, quite clutch. There are a lot of defensive breakdowns uh, in terms of the Clippers side. People are saying, why didn't Kawhi Leonard take him? Why would you leave um, 
uh, with Reggie Reggie Jackson on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they did the little switch there. Yeah, so it was a lot. It was a little bit of breakdown defensively, but obviously it's Luka Doncic. He's here to you know here to play. Um, he also had just that massive triple double in that same game. Uh, 43 points, 17 rebounds, 13 assists. Well, that was a game that was on while we were doing our last podcast. They were down 20 at a point. Yeah. And to be able to come back and to be able to hit a shot that he did, yeah. incredible. Yeah. Well, but, we were sitting down watching it. We jumped, both jumped out. Yeah. The only thing was the very next game, the Clippers you know, came back and, and demolished them. Yeah. And it was kind of like, so at this point, I don't know. If I'm Dallas, I got to think this. I don't want to mortgage my future with KP. If it's best for him to get surgery or whatever to end the season, let's say, then I think you got to do it. Considering that Doncic is also super young, only what twenty-two years, twenty-one, twenty-two years old. Mm-hmm. There's you guys have a decade in the future for, for you guys to go for a chip. So I, I wouldn't bank it all on on this one series here. Um, cause even if you get past the Clippers, you know, you still got to go against the Lakers and then eventually, you know, Milwaukee. And if KP is only going to be able to get through the Clippers, then do you do it? Probably not. I think you do it just to disrupt the, the Clippers run, uh, as they're touted to be, to make the finals and to win a championship. I think you do do it as long as KP is okay with it. If he's obviously not okay with it, don't, you don't push him. Um, but if he feels like he can play, I definitely think you do play, and I definitely do think that you try and beat the LA Clippers just to dethrone them. It definitely shakes up the league a little bit. Um, that would obviously give way for LeBron going to the finals and winning a chip, or at least going to the finals. Right. Um, it'll shake things up. I think you do it. I would do it if I was KP and I could play with it. I'd do it. I'm a difference maker. Um, I as a player, they're always going to want to play. Yeah. I think yeah. as the GM or the as a GM, no, you always make the safe bet. But yeah, you got to make the safe bet on that call. But, but I'm just as a fan. Obviously, um, it's going to be a biased opinion, but I'm going to go with that route. Um, I go for it and I beat the LA Clippers and I dethrone them and have Kawhi think about why he left the Raptors. So so Dallas is down three two now. What do you think their chances are? Not great. Yeah. I think I don't think KP is gonna play anyway, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, Lucas, Luca could, Dallas could win this, and I I thought this this series might go seven, but that was obviously, uh, not uh, putting aside that KP would have been injured. I thought he would have been healthy the entire series, right. um, but I still think it could go seven games. Um, Luca's playing really well. Obviously, Kawhi's playing really well. He's second in scoring right now. Um, I think the other thing too is whenever Dallas's bench plays well, it's almost win. a guaranteed win. Yeah. Yeah, so the bench has to come alive as well. Yeah. So I think it's possible for them to go to a game three because the whole team is, uh, sorry, game seven. The whole team is, you know, on any given night, they can be any team. And we've seen that. I was just about to say, they're almost like a roided up Raptors in terms of, uh, first of all, they got better first and second options, I, I, I believe, that, than the Raptors. And then their bench can score on any given night. Yeah. I still think Raptors is the better team, for sure. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I think in terms of their build, uh, they have very similar in terms of they got a lot of good scores that can score on any given night. Yep. Uh, they're very deep. And then they got a couple of you know all-stars at the helm as well. Yeah. But uh, I agree with you, though. I, I don't give them very high chances to finish off this series. I think... The Clippers will, will will finish it off, especially if Paul George plays well. Mm-hmm. When Paul George and Kawhi both play well, it's it's almost a guaranteed it's win. It's hard, yeah. It's definitely hard to overcome that. Yeah. So, um, so we're gonna go with the Clippers uh, to make it pass into the second. Uh, Denver and Utah is probably, oh man, what a series, eh? Yeah. 
Well, Utah destroyed them the last game. No, the last game Denver won. Oh, sorry. They were down 3-1, three, one, three, and, one, now, and they're they're up, okay, uh, right. now they're down 3-2. Right, 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 right. Sorry. That was a game before I was thinking the 40-point, which yeah. I think we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Utah should have this today. This should be the end of the series. I don't see Denver winning, but could possibly go to 7. I, I, I don't know, man. Like From the get-go, I thought it was going to be anybody's... It's, and I still think it's anybody's uh, game to win. Uh, they're just so evenly matched. That game that they won in which Donovan Mitchell got 50 points, Jamal Murray got 50 points in that game as well. So, like, it's insane. It's insane the amount of competitive... Like, I just think they're so evenly matched. And I, I think that Denver could squeak it out, take it to Game 7. Uh, I agree with you, though. If I had to choose a team, I'm still going with Utah because I, I do think Donovan Mitchell is the X factor in all of this. Uh, when you have a series so close and the teams are so evenly matched, you got to look at who you believe in the most, and that's Donovan Mitchell for me. I, I probably think it's the same for you. Yeah. Um, which is strange because at the beginning of the series, I think we both agreed that Jokic was probably going to be that guy. Yeah. Uh, but he just doesn't seem to have be the X factor, even though he does things. That, you know, he on does the well. Statue, he yeah. does well. Yeah, he does well. But you just don't see it. Whereas Donovan Mitchell, like. Yeah, and even Jamal team. Murray puts in like timely yeah, Jamal, yeah, Jamal Murray starting to emerge as a player that they can depend on. But yeah. I think uh, he's still new to it. Mm. So I'd have to give the edge to Donovan Mitchell just because they've they've relied on him. Boy, well, like we a said, he's, two he's now, been right? looking like a Dame Dame Light. So, but that said, if I'm Denver, I got to be happy having a core of Jokic and Jamal Murray and the emergence of. Um, Michael Porter Jr. Like this is a solid team moving forward. Um, I'm excited to see what they can do. Apparently, Gary Harris is going to be back for this game. Uh, he has not been the Gary Harris of you of know old. of old, uh, but he still can contribute, and so that could be an X factor as well going into the the games tonight. I believe, yeah, yeah. yeah. today at three thirty. So let's see what happens. Six thirty. Let's see what happens there. But Utah for both of us, I think. Yeah, Utah. Utah yeah. yeah. So if that's the case, then we're looking at a possible Utah versus Clippers, Clippers. second round. If that's the case, Clippers, Clippers. easy. I, like, I don't think we need to explain that. Lakers versus um, Houston. Houston. I think that's a little bit more interesting, but I'm going to go with the Lakers. Yeah, I'm going to go Lakers as well. Uh, Lake, uh, Lakers are just a lot taller than them, like significantly taller than them. Mm-hmm. Um, but what will be interesting is... What the weakness of the Houston Rockets is, which is clearly height, Lakers have. And what the weaknesses of the Lakers is, which is basically guards and three-point shooting. Three-point shooting is a huge Houston one. has. So this is literally exploiting weaknesses. And this will be an interesting series due to it, those facts. It'll be an interesting series, but I think this is a perfect series for Anthony Davis. Yeah. He wants to show that he can lead a team into, uh, you know, past the round. This is the series to do it because yeah. who's he going up against? Roko probably. Roko or, or P.J. Tucker. Oh, P.J. Tucker, yeah. <laughs> like, it's 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 you're gonna feast and if you don't we're gonna have a problem yeah then you're not gonna be top three yeah right <laughs> uh so we won't get too much more into that because those are still hypotheticals you never know what can happen clippers may you know might get upset and you never know if uh denver ends up upsetting uh utah uh so still a lot of uh western conference ball to be played but the eastern conference is set 
Wow, man, these playoffs. I mean, with all the drama that's going on with the political aspect, with all the drama in the actual games, with all the drama in the bubble itself, this is shaping up to be one of the most exciting NBA seasons of all time. Uh, do you agree with that one? Yeah, I think so. This has been the bubble playoffs have been very interesting. Um, it's a really, I, I really like the timing of it too, like when they're showing the games. Uh, yeah, definitely, I miss games. Uh, the earlier games, at least in round one, because round two will be a lot different than round one. Obviously. Oh, when they were, yeah, the first one round, when they were doing what, one, one o'clock, o'clock, three, three six, six and then nine. Yeah. Oh, man. That's like, you're getting almost 12 hours of basketball. It was insane. You take it's one like day Christmas off from games. work and it's like, yeah, it's like Christmas yeah. all over again. Yeah. So I, you're right. I, I absolutely love that. Uh, I love, and I'm sure it's not great for the players because they're in the bubble. They, they're sick of being in the bubble. Oh, yeah, I think they're tired. But for us viewers, it makes things way, way more better. interesting. Yeah. You know, like the feud between Paul George and Damian Lillard. Yeah, Marcus um, Morris and Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic, yeah, yeah, like all of this stuff. Um, it's 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 just good TV, let's be honest. Like, uh, It's not great, again, not great for the players. I understand that they don't want to play in the bubble. I wouldn't want them to either, but just as a viewer, it's like, wow. Yeah. We're getting the most exciting basketball on and off the court. Yeah. That said, that is uh, about it for NBA. Actually, there's a couple of headlines we got to talk about. Uh, let's talk about the Pacers firing uh, coach Nate McMillan. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have been scrutinizing that that call. And in my mind, I'm thinking that was the right call. Yeah. Um, they didn't have Sabonis, which made it a little more difficult. Uh, Nate McMillan was on Portland with uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, I believe, and Damian Lillard. Right. He coached that team as well. Um, I, th- Whether you keep him or don't keep him is not really a big deal to me. I think you do fire him. Yeah. You need something to change in terms of your game plan. Right. Um, so I don't... It is what it is. I think you do need change. What I will say is I don't agree with them giving him an extension. And then I think they gave him an extension, like a soft extension is what they call it, two weeks ago. And then he obviously got bounced up the first round, and they fired him. So I don't agree with that. They should it's have never dirty, gave him an extension. It's a dirty Diana move. That is a definitely a dirty move. Uh, but at the end of the day, if I'm a if I'm an owner, I'm thinking, yeah, we get rid of we got to get rid of the coach. I yeah. just think, like you said, first of all, he was part of that Portland team that struggled out of the first round, and and then I just don't think they had a really good showing against Miami. I no. really don't. No, I don't. Even think so. without Sabonis. You still got Miles Turner. Miles there. Turner. A Diplo was, Diplo there for a was bit. playing, and he was playing heavy minutes, thirty minutes uh, plus. Brogdon. Brogdon. Warren. TJ, a red hot TJ Warren. Let's not well, forget. Well, he didn't prior really show to the playoffs. Up. Yeah, he didn't show prior up. to the playoffs. Well, and that's what it comes down to. Are you going to show these skills in the playoffs? And it wasn't there. Your fifty point. You had a few fifty Mind point you, games. He was still had a few forty like point games. Points. Yeah, yeah, but. We they needed you the most and uh, I hear you. I just look back at Miami though, and I'm thinking besides Jimmy Butler. Yeah, well, Gordon Dragic went off that one game. Bam Amadeo started picking up, but uh, Dragic shouldn't be going off. He shouldn't, but he did. And that's a testament also to the Pacers not playing very good D on yeah, him. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Dragic should not be going off on you. Uh, Bam, fine. I'll give you a pass there. Bam is looking look, to be an all star moving forward. Yeah. Um, so I, Duncan I don't Robinson with was. Duncan Robinson is another guy that should not be putting up the numbers that he was putting up. Like, but he's so, just, he's actually a ridiculously good three point shooter. I get that. 
But so is Matt Thomas, but you don't see Matt Thomas being... Okay, hold on. Hold out. on. Matt <laughs> Thomas and Duncan Robinson are not the same player in terms of what their output is. They might be similar in the fact that they can probably do the same, but I can't say that for Matt Thomas yet because I haven't seen it on a consistent basis like Duncan Robinson. Remember, Duncan Robinson averaged three, four three-pointers a game. Yeah. That's like monster. I understand that. I'm just saying when it comes to playoff time, a guy like Duncan Robinson should not be going off on you, especially when you got... He shouldn't, but he did, and he proved he why, he, and why he deserves why a saying, spot in the lineup. And that's why I'm saying Indiana did not have a good showing. Yeah. The fact that these guys went off. But yeah, you're right. We got to give some credit to Duncan Robinson. We got to give some credit to Dragic. They played out of you know out of their. Well, Dragic has always been that guy that you can depend on, and now we're seeing it you know in this series, right? Yeah. What we're gonna have to wait and see now is how these guys react to the Milwaukee Bucks team, and I think it's not gonna be as lopsided as people think it's gonna be. Ooh, okay. I think it's gonna go six or seven easy. Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's gonna be lopsided. I I still don't believe in this Miami team unless Butler decides to uh, go off into Philly form like he played incredible in Philly I just don't think he's really played that well in Miami mm-hmm. I know he hasn't he hasn't played bad by all means but he just hasn't looked like the the leader that he did in Philly and I honestly think that it's the rest of the Miami team that's really been carrying good him. Yeah, yeah 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 I agree with you I agree with you 100% but I think uh, what he adds and what the team backing him adds is you know a team that isn't one to be trifled with Right. Um, in in that in that Indiana series, they Indiana got swept, so it wasn't at all in in distinction. And a lot of people, including yourself, I believe, had Indiana beating Miami. I, right? I had Indiana, so yeah. it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be lopsided, and it was lopsided. It was right. Yeah, you're so right. Uh, I'm gonna give credit to Miami. Uh, for what they're able to do, because not only is their defense great, but they're, they're a three-point shooting team, obviously, with Duncan Robinson. Kendrick Nunn, who didn't really play. He played game four, and that was it, and it wasn't a lot of minutes. And he only played because uh, I forget who got into tr- foul trouble real early. And he otherwise, he wasn't going to play in this series because he wasn't in the game plan for mm-hmm. Eric Spolstra. So I'm not saying Kendrick Nunn is a difference maker, but he's no, just but another he, option for he, them, He's right? another guy that a lot of people uh, anticipate to be good in the future. And he was up there for Rookie of the Year. He's one of the three guys, right? So, right. Uh, you know, there are these mixes of guys that you have. And again, I think for Milwaukee is... They're an odd team. They're definitely a strong team, obviously because of their regular season uh, record. But they falter at odd times, and they don't react well to certain teams. Right. Um, so I can. That's why I can sort of see it going six or seven because Miami is one of those teams that will grind in a different kind of way. And I'm not talking about Gears of War kind of grind. I'm talking about like, like in the they're in the trenches back in 1900s grinding they out. play ball right yeah, they play they, ball they play ball they're like Rutgers park kind of yeah they got me that kind of mentality and of let's thing. not forget too spolster is a great coach yeah yeah i buy you know i love spolster i think he's a great coach I've, I've always thought he was good even when he had the big three in miami i thought i thought he was a big part of the reason why they won yeah uh that championship yeah. even though obviously they got the big three but let's be honest you know even Chris Bosch and wade were on their the tail end of their careers yeah. uh lebron no was bench. really yeah exactly so uh spolstra was a key part of that and i think he's ha- a great coach yeah having talent is one thing but getting talent to work is another thing so and that's that said i cannot bet against Giannis. Giannis. yeah i hear you we saw his stats they were incredible. Yeah, they were incredible, but quietly incredible. But 
Uh, they were against uh, the Orlando Magic. So it's, it's not, it's not it's saying true. much. Just like and the a Magic team that didn't have uh, Aaron Gordon, Gordon yeah. or um, what's his name, Isaacs. Uh, Jonathan Isaacs. Jonathan Isaacs, yeah. who was supposed to be a Giannis, quote unquote, Giannis stopper. Yeah. Uh, so you're right. For sure. But again, he put those numbers up in like 30 minutes, 31 minutes. Yeah, it's impressive. It's highly, he's highly efficient. Yeah. Um, but I think guys like Jimmy Butler, Gordon Dragic, Bam Amadeo, those guys will play like 48 minutes if need be. Um, they'll go out there and they'll grind out. And Giannis may, Giannis may have to. And I know I get what's going on. They've blown the guys out of the water, but uh, you're going to be able to have him on the court. He's definitely doing well. But think about it this way. If he's doing that well in that short amount of time, that means he's doing everything in that short amount of time. Meaning you're definitely putting mileage yeah. on him. So it'll be interesting to see how he weaves in and out of that. Right. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you there. There's definitely going to be mileage on him. How will that affect them, though? Because they got bounced out last year. It wasn't because of mileage. Yeah. It was because defense. the rest of his team couldn't show Chew up. up. <laughs> yeah, and that's what might happen. Spolstra might take what Nick Nurse did into account and follow that, that's right? Because point. Nick Nurse and, and Eric Spolstra... Point. You know, yeah. uh, they'll learn from each other, yeah. kind of, you know, kind of thing, right? So, yeah, well, I put them in the same category uh, uh, of coaches who actually aren't afraid to try different things. They're not afraid to go outside of their typical playbook. Yeah. Um, Smolstra is one of those guys. You know, Steve Kerr is one of those guys who, who, who just, if it works, it works. Um, so, yeah. It'll I be interesting. This, I think this will be a good series. I think this this could be, this and obviously the Toronto series. I think the East... The East second rounds are going to be way better than the West second rounds. It's so funny because the East first round was just a, a obliteration. Yeah. I think if you took the winning record and loss record, it was 16 to 1. Yeah. The losing teams won one game. One game, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So that about rounds up the, the basketball portion. Wow, what a playoffs we had. I'm happy that the, the players made the decision to continue playing. Uh, I think it's also the right move just from a political standpoint as well. And I think... A lot of that had to do with Barack Obama because uh, the players, CP3, LeBron yep. James included, spoke to uh, Barack Obama, our yep. form, former U.S. president. Yes. Um, just asking what his thoughts are because obviously he's from Harvard Law. Um, he was president. He has vast experience. He understands uh, political psychology, political philosophy. Right. And uh, he thought it was best for them to finish out the finish out the season. I think. I don't know what he obviously exactly said, and I would love to hear what he had to say. Right. It's always interesting to hear what interesting minds have to say. Well, whether you like a him or figure like a bomber. Right? Yeah, whether you like him or you don't like him, it doesn't matter. It's their thought process. These are leaders of it the world. It doesn't matter, right? but for us on the Russell Ball podcast, we put them in high esteem. Mm-hmm. Obama, so like I, de- you and I definitely want to hear what Obama has to say. And, for sure. Well, he's uh, a coherent. Yeah. Puts things together logically. Like these are important. These are how do you. Think about something. I could definitely hit this can of Coke down and spill your paper so you don't sound as good. But what's the political backlash from right. it? And that's something that only a few individuals really, you know, grasp onto. So mm-hmm. I think Obama told him, told them, if I had to guess, was that if you guys are going to stop the season, you're going to show that these people are having an effect on your life so badly that you can't progress. And, right? and a lot of people share that same sentiment. I know Draymond Green was also one of the players who put out a post saying, like, why are we letting these bad cops prevent us from chasing our dreams? Which I think is right. Like, yeah. that's the wrong message to send. Uh, another guy was uh, Doc Rivers, who encouraged the players to play because, you know, don't let these guys affect your life. 
Um, and I think that's a great point. Um, that said, like whatever the players decide collectively as a group yeah, yeah, I was would. best, I would have backed yeah, it regardless. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'm on that side of Doc Rivers, Obama, uh, and, and Draymond Green. Like those, those are very good points. Yeah. So uh, and yeah. just again from a standpoint, we obviously want to watch. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we're biased because some incredible to... basketball, right? Yeah. So uh, great, uh, great season or playoffs, I should say, thus far. And go Raptors, go! Um, this is wow! I cannot wait for just under thirty-three minutes away. We're gonna see one of the best series, I think, if I had to guess, that we'll ever see: Boston versus uh, a red hot Boston versus a red hot Raptors. Yep. Now moving on to wrestling. We had SummerSlam last week. We talked a bit about it on the last podcast episode. We talked about, you know, some of our predictions and things like that. Now we have the results in hand. Wow. Well, first of all, let's let's talk, start with the women's because I was completely wrong. I had said that Asuka was going to win both belts or none, and she ended up winning one. Yeah, and I said that I didn't know if Sasha was going to win. Yes. So. so you called that one right right off the, you know, right off the bat. Yeah. Um she beat Sasha, she lost to Bailey. I think she fought Bailey first. She fought Bailey's first. Sasha helped Bailey win and then Bailey never returned the favor. Yeah, she, I think opted. she tried but it didn't uh, pan She didn't out. Tr- yeah, she yeah. didn't try properly or yeah. whatever. She yeah. she opted to have Sasha win the belt back for herself and it didn't really work. Yeah. So so that storyline's continuing is pretty funny. It's great. Like, listen, like I said in the last podcast, if you make Asuka champion, any of those three ladies could be champions. So yeah. wh- wh- whoever you give the belt to, I have no curls with. But they're definitely hyping up the Bailey sasha feud uh, because on SmackDown, Bailey was sort of trying to big up having belts, but she was the only one with belts, plural. Yeah. And Sasha looked a little disdained a few times. So they're definitely doing the hangman page thing. Oh, on, uh, wow. Well, we'll get to AEW in a second. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, they've been teasing that Bailey versus Sasha thing the so entire long. year. Yeah. For uh, like years, not yeah. just entire year, yeah. years. Yeah. So. And they were the NXT ones that had the, you know, they fought a lot in NXT for the belt. That's so. right. They're just teasing it in, on the main main rosters. So, so I wasn't uh, upset with that result at all. I did not guess that was going to happen, but it happened. And uh, you know what? I Like I said in, in the last podcast, I was happy with the result. No issues with that one. What do you think moving forward? Asuka has the belt now. You think Sasha wins it again? Well, she, Back fought, and forth? They, well, what do you think you They happens? fought for it on Raw, and she lost in yeah. the Lumberjack match. So I don't think she's going to beat Asuka for now. I think Asuka holds on to that belt. Right. Um, Bailey's probably going to hold on to her belt for a little while. I don't really know who she'd lose it to. Asuka would be the perfect person to lose it to. It would be the perfect person, but it seems like they're trying to bring back, unfortunately, Nyla Jax. Well, Nyla and... um, Sorry, Nia Jax. Sorry, Nia Nia Jax and uh, the Queen of Spades. Um, they're gonna be fight, uh, facing uh, Bailey and Sasha for the tag belts. Uh, Which, by the way, I was so upset about because I I I'm a big fan of um, Baszler, and I hate this pairing. Yeah, it's a terrible pairing. I don't think they're gonna win because of that. Yeah, I think they're just gonna they're gonna I think they're gonna fight. Like Baszler is a heel that people love. Nia Jax is a heel that people hate. Yeah. So yeah. you know, you're like what? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Why would you do this? Yeah, I think they're gonna lose. They're just trying to hype up their match, because Shayna's definitely gonna have to fight uh, Nia Jax 
just to make her like big more like her character a little bigger that yeah. she was able to beat someone as big as Nia Jax. I am glad that they are pushing uh Shayna though a little the bit. Stuff that, yeah, if know, they pulled her off the year then now she's back so that's good. Yeah. Um so I'm happy that they're giving her a little run here. Yeah. Mandy Rose beats Sonya Deville in a loser leaves match. Is this the end? Um for now I think so. Wow. Not forever though. I because I don't actually know what's going on. Like I don't know if Sonya actually has something outside of the WWE that she's pursuing, or if this is just a storyline thing. Yeah, I don't know either. I haven't really followed it too too much because they're not main stars for me. To, no, to no, be they're, they're they're not uh, main stars at all. But Sonya might just be done with WWE, and she that'd just be wants wild. To move on. That yeah. would be wild. Yeah, but she could always go to another promotion if she wanted to. She could, but she had a nice little uh, role, I would say, in the WWE. Like she's uh, obviously not a high high-end player but uh she had consistent uh matches in the wwe consistent airtime and i'm sure she's making decent money at the in the wwe so um i was just kind of uh surprised to see well i mean either way someone has to in a match like that someone has to leave so if it was going to be mandy that would have been just as shocking so that would have been more shocking because yeah probably more shocking right yeah, so the next match, I guess, Seth Rollins and Dominic Mysterio in the street fight. Ooh, that was a good one. That was a good match. Um, Seth won. We both guessed, I think. That I will it. say, and not to knock Dominic because he's an, and I know he's a new wrestler, his moveset's a little bit, like, played. He yeah. does a lot of the, you know, the, I don't know what you call him, where you throw him off the ropes and then you just whip arm them drag over. Him. Yeah, like an arm drag. Yeah. He does a lot of arm drags. Uh, obviously, he does his little... Uh, 619 kick with ray as well um he just doesn't really have an advanced moveset yeah uh he's still fresh um good match though don't get me wrong yeah yeah it was a good match it was a good match and it was a street fight so he didn't have to do too many moves you didn't have to see his wrestling i guess to judge him yeah uh, this was just it is what it was it's just something just off brand yeah um just to get you a little interested to see what this kid does he obviously asked ray mysterio not to get involved um but he did get beat up he, he didn't got get handcuffed. Beat yeah, he got handcuffed. He got he got the shit beat out of him. Yeah, he got <laughs> the living tar beat out of him. For the his, most even part. his uh, Dominic's uh, mom uh, slash Ray's wife came out. Like it was. Yeah, it was pandemonium. It was pandemonium. But uh, overall, a good showing. Again, Dominic's a new guy. Uh, still has a lot to learn in terms of the wrestling game, but he's putting in the effort, and I ain't mad about that. Yeah. Uh, Drew McIntyre defeated Randy Orton. That was a good. That was a good match. Good match, and yeah. uh, he beat him with a pin move. Good result, I would say. Good result, yeah. It was a good way to beat him. Yeah. Just to prove that yeah, I'm on the level as you know, you know that you are. Yeah. Uh, Randy came out pretty strong on Raw and punted uh, Drew about three times. Ooh, yeah. punted him twice. Drew comes back out into the ring, yeah. uh, chases uh, these guys off, and then he gets a third punt for his troubles yeah. in the ba- the back room. So they'll be fighting each other today on. Uh, really? Yeah, they're fighting. Uh, they're fighting today for the belt, I think, again. No way, because Orin also had... It sounds like Orin's going to have a feud with uh, Keith Lee now. Oh, sorry. I Forgive me. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, yeah. So that's the match tonight. Keith Lee is going to fight okay. Orin because Drew had to go yeah, to Austin. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, I remember uh, Keith's promo. He was kind of saying, like, uh, Drew's a, a good friend of mine. Um, I was upset that he interrupted my match. But I could forgive that. But what I can't forgive is Randy Orton. Like yeah. whatever. Well, they cut a, a Drew and uh, yeah. Keith Lee cut a promo. Yeah. I think like a video promo of them right. just having belts and stuff like that. So, so, um, 
And then who do we got here? The Fiend and Braun Strowman. Um, I don't know, man. What did what did you think of this match? It was okay. Um, Fiend won, so that's what we that's what we wanted. Yeah. Uh, so we got what we wanted, but uh, the match itself was whatever. I just. It was. I hate to say this because of all the news that came out about Braun and his depression that he faced last year, but I'm just not a fan. At this point in the game, I'm just yeah. not a fan of Braun. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Up, I don't know what it is. He came out pretty angry, but before I get to that part, yeah, it was. It was that whole match was about the ending. Yeah. And the ending was the return. Yeah. Which of Roman Reigns? Right. He came and beat the shit out of both of them. That's what that whole match was about. Right. Because we all know that the Fiend can take 18 curb stomps. But for some reason, the spare is his fucking kryptonite. We already talked about Goldberg. He's erased from the history books. He ruins storylines. He ruins careers. We'll get. We'll never get back to that. Actually, well, that's that's the end of that. But the fiend disregarding the the uh, spear to uh, by Goldberg. By all accounts, he's supposed to be this undefeatable. Well, he got the spear star. by Roman Reigns, and he got that he was, was the other thing. I was just yeah, I was just thinking that as well. That was weird. No. Yeah, of course it was weird. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Spare is his kryptonite. <laughs> it doesn't matter who's giving it to him. I see what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. It doesn't matter who's giving it to him. Yeah. Spare is his kryptonite. It's crazy. That was strange to me. Um, it's sad because you guys were building that match up. Once again, you're abusing Braun and The Fiend to big up Roman. And then obviously we saw that they were trying to get a contract signed because Braun came out pretty like... he Braun was pissed. Uh, Bray was on the Firefly Funhouse, but uh, they needed a contract signed because they're going to be facing in a triple threat match now for the belt. Yeah. Uh, one week removed from SummerSlam. Right. Um, this is that payback, right? This is that payback tonight. Yeah. Um, for the belt, for the WWE belt um, that they'll be fighting for. Um, so, okay, so let's talk about, first of all, all three of those guys individually. Braun, do you like where he's at right now do you like his character he's what? okay he's a good title holder placeholder but he's not a title guy yeah the fiend i think we could both agree that he's the guy he's the guy yeah. but they might not particularly be giving it to him and roman reigns is a paul Heyman guy oh my god was Which, that on smackdown or raw uh that was on the reveal smackdown oh, jesus i could not First of all, the reveal wasn't even all that interesting. They're sitting on some casting couch, like <laughs> yeah, like a bad porn or something. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know they they zoom out and you see Paul Heyman there. I'm like, for me, the I I don't think Roman Reigns needs Paul Heyman first and foremost. If I'm a WWE writer, the only reason I have him team up with Paul Heyman is because he wants to get to Brock and beat the crap out of him. Yep. But otherwise, like I don't understand this pairing. What do you think? I know that you're a big fan of Paul Heyman's promos, so maybe because Roman is not well, quite as good? Yeah, I don't know. They're, uh, Roman Reigns, I think, has advanced a lot in his promos. I think he is good now. Um, Paul Heyman, you put in there to make him a heel, I guess. Roman is already sort of a polarizing uh, superstar in the WWE, uh, but uh, Paul Heyman sort of puts you over as a heel even more, I suppose. But like, it's a strange pairing because, like you said, when Brock Lesnar comes back, what happens there, right? Oh, my gosh. So. How do you even explain that? You're Paul Heyman, like, kayfabe-wise. Brock Lesnar comes back and he says, hey, what the hell, man? Yeah. How do you explain this? You don't. You have to choose. And he'll probably choose Brock Lesnar. So, yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. Roman will probably get screwed at some point. And it is what it is. So go it's, an, it's an interesting storyline. And a lot of people are actually very happy about this storyline. Um. 
And going to the match, who do, who do you got winning this one? Uh, I have The Fiend winning this yeah. one. I'm going to say Roman, man. Yeah, Roman is a good pick. I'm going to say Roman. I just like, Roman's always been a guy who just wins. Yeah. They just like to give it to him. Yeah. Um, and I think The Fiend is a guy that they loses the belt and just gives it to people, right? Like he builds the belt up and gives it off. Yeah, it's true. He just won the belt last week, which he would be did. sad. It, which would be sad. You know what would be sad? You know what would be sad? Being a double title champ, dropping one of the belts because you can't defend it, and then giving up the other one, or losing the other one legit, and then the person you lost it to gets injured and gives up the belt. Yeah, he had to relinquish it. <laughs> so we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it would be sad for The Fiend to win the belt last week and then and lose, lose it, it this week. week. Yeah. Um, but like you said, even when he won it last week, Roman interrupted and he didn't look all that powerful. Yeah. He didn't look like a fiend, that's for sure. No. Well, he got spared, and the kryptonite <laughs> occurred, right? Like, that's what it was. I think the fiend wins this match because it's payback and probably loses the next major... Pre- I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what they're doing with this Roman Reigns-Paul Heyman thing because they haven't really hyped anything up. For just one week, you haven't hyped it up enough to yeah. make me want to change my mind. Definitely Roman could win because it's Roman, not because of his story... Not, up, not about his position in this storyline. Um, you killed, you squashed Fiend once again, and Braun is Braun. So it's like, you know, it's all gray to me. Yeah. So um, I don't know. That's, you know, that's I, I think I agree with you there. Because of the three people involved, it could be anyone. It could be anyone. Not Braun, though. I think. Except for Braun. But yeah. it could be Fiend, it could be Roman. Um, I don't know, man. I, it's, it's a weird one. It's, I guess they got the people talking, though, right? They definitely do with Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman would will get the Paul people Heyman and Roman's even even Roman's return was kind of interesting, but again at the Fiend's uh, disposal, so that's kind of sad. Yeah. Now let's get into NXT, man, because like I just mentioned, Keith Lee lost the belt to Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross gives up the belt because he's injured. Yeah. How ridiculous does NXT look right now? Yeah, not great. It's not great, but I guess shit happens. Um, William Regal announced a 60-minute four-way Ironman match, which I think is really cool, by the way. This match is going to be incredible. Don't yeah. get me wrong. This four, They got the four greatest, potentially greatest NXT stars of all time. Finn Balor, Tomasco Ciampa, Adam Cole, and Johnny Gargano. My God. Those are like four of the... They're going to be... Those are four guys that could all have cases to be on the NXT Mount Rushmore. Yeah. And it's going to happen next week. Yeah. Which is going to be insane. Yeah. So I think next week, and I know AEW will be running on Wednesday. AEW is going to be in a little bit of trouble. Because yeah. this match is probably the match to watch Wednesday. Yeah. Night. This is going to be a potential match of the year. You talk about NXT guys. First of all, Ciampa and Gargano are NXT guys from the yeah. core. Adam Cole as well. Yeah. And then you got Finn, Finn Balor. Balor. Yeah, Finn Holy fucking Balor. Holy cow, that would be like Charlotte coming back to NXT and 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 having you know a fatal yeah. four way. Well, it's Finn Balor, Prince Deviant, yeah. uh, the King Demon, whatever yeah. you want to call him. Yeah. Guy is a fucking monster. Yeah. Uh, no pun intended. Yeah. In the ring, so uh, T- T- Tomasco Ciampa is a fucking crazy man. Uh, Adam Cole is Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole, baby. And, jo- and Johnny Wrestling is, you know, these Johnny guys are, Wrestling, man. These guys like, are. These are NXT. Yeah. This is your NXT. Like yeah. you talk about NXT, these are the guys you think about. Yeah. Uh, so this is a great match, but my God, what a 
what a way to like I don't know what you even call it, disparage the belt, disparage the storyline. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee, like, ugh. yeah, I know it was, it's it's all around bad. Keith Lee's been on a bad roll. That belt has been on a bad roll. <laughs> Uh, it is what it is. He just he got injured. He had to relinquish it. You yeah. Know? Well, you, like I said, I was never a big fan of Kieran Cross. I'm I'm still not a big fan of him. Um, besides his look, I don't see anything else that I like about him. Mm. Um, so that'll be interesting. Next week will be definitely NXT. We'll yeah. talk about that match next week. Yeah. Who do you got winning that one? Wow. Oof. If I had to choose, I'm gonna go with Adam Cole. I think. Um, the fact that he's had a recent, like he was the most recent champ before uh, Keith Lee, it makes sense to give him back the belt and just let him sustain it yeah. until I, the next star. I'm gonna go with Finn Balor. Finn Balor, that you know, like, there's no wrong answers for this one. No, there really isn't. I don't think Johnny's gonna win, and I don't think Ciampa's gonna win. I think it's like between. But they could though. If they, they did, could. I wouldn't be surprised. No, no, but I, I think it's between Cole and Finn Balor. I, I, I would agree with that. Like those are probably the top two, uh, but any of these guys wins. I'm not going to be shocked about it. No. I'm not going to be upset about it either. No. So, a uh, great match that came out of this, but again, sh- shoddy storyline, shoddy work there. Shoddy G, baby. <laughs> so, SmackDown. Uh, oddly enough, there is no Intercontinental match uh, tonight. Along with, there's no, oh, there is a U.S. match. It's going to be um, Apollo Crews versus Bobby Lashley for the U.S. belt. Of course. If I'm not mistaken, uh, because the Hurt Business needs to win a belt. The hurt business um, is just hurting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff Hardy defeated Shinsuke in the Intercontinental Championship match. Jeff Hardy obviously won it from AJ. Uh, AJ won it from Shinsuke. So these guys have always been in the mix. And believe it or not, Sami Zayn returned. He said a lot of things on Twitter. I don't know if this is kayfabe or not kayfabe. I didn't actually catch this. So what did what did he say on Twitter here? Um, he was basically calling out wrestlers, and and and, and I don't know. It sounded pretty real to me. Okay. Uh, but he's he, always been very politically spoken. Yes, like. and I think that had a lot to do with this. I don't know if it was real or not. It's hard for me to really say. Um, I encourage you guys to look it up. I don't want to say anything out of place because I don't want to put him in a certain light because it may actually seem realer than it is, and it may seem negative to you. I don't really know. Right. Um, I definitely encourage you guys to check it out. Uh, but Sami Zayn did come back to SmackDown, and he was the original Intercontinental Championship before they stripped it. Yeah. And then AJ won it, and I think it was a Battle Royal or some kind of mix them up right. uh, match. Uh, so basically, Jeff Hardy beat AJ, and Shins- uh, when Jeff beat Shinsuke, Sami Zayn did come back, and he did meet his hombre Cesaro and Shinsuke. I was going to say, so is he still cool with Shinsuke? No. No. Basically, Cesaro was going to face Big E, if I'm not mistaken, and Shinsuke was getting ready for his match with Jeff Hardy. And those guys are tag champs right now. Yes. And they were talking strategy, and then um, Sami Zayn comes in. He's like, hey, guys, what's up? And they're like, hey, welcome back. Yo, we're going to talk some match stuff over. And they sort of look at him strangely. And he's like, yeah, okay, let's do it. And he's, they're like, we kind of want to do this by ourselves. And he's like, you guys are kicking me out. And he's like, well, yeah. Ooh. So he left. And then uh, Jeff Hardy beats Shinsuke. Uh, Sami Zayn comes out. And he basically says that uh, I'm the Intercontinental Champion. You're a phony. You're a phony. Da, 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 you know, so Sami Zayn. Doing, and I think it's a great move for Sami Zayn yeah. doing this heel thing because he's a good heel. He's a great heel. So I'm interested to see what they do. I'm really sad that they're not going to do a match at uh, uh, tonight. Well, Sami is a guy who, uh, but, uh, you know, he, he's consistently a great wrestler. He's actually pretty good on the promos as well. But yeah. he just never got the push that I felt like he deserved. Yeah. 
uh, he's always just been the comedic side of a pairing, you know, whether it was with Kevin Owens or Shinsuke or, you know, what it is. It's just kind of like, I hope he finally gets the push that I, I feel he deserves. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting that he, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of a feud now with him and everybody, I guess everybody. it sounds like. It's everybody, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. I I'll, like that. I'll go with that, yeah. yeah. So tonight, sure. tonight is payback. Uh, one week, one week apart from uh, SummerSlam. Uh, Bailey, Sasha versus Shayna uh, Baszler and Nia Jax. I got Bailey winning this. Yeah, they're not gonna ruin the uh, you know Bailey dose traps. traps. Um, Apollo Cruz versus Bobby Lashley. I'm gonna go up with Apollo, probably with some kind of disqualification. Yeah, and they proceed to beat the crap out of him. Probably. We've talked about this already. The Fiend, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman. You got Roman. I got Fiend. Yeah. I'm not sure what really... It's a no-holds-bar match, so this is going to be a slobber knocker uh, to, for, for the very least. Uh, Keith Lee and Randy Orton, uh, this is the second match. The first match was interrupted by uh, Drew McIntyre, who got That's his right. face kicked out. Uh, I don't really know who wins this. I think Randy Orton has to win this. I don't know, man. I'm going to say Keith Lee because I think... Given all the crap that he had to go through in terms of leaving the NXT, they got to give him something. And I think the complete opposite. I think you went on a high note and now your fall happens. And I think you lose to Randy Orton. I don't. I didn't see the high note when he left NXT. Well, <laughs> high note the before two belts. leaving NXT. Yeah, yeah, having the two belts. I the think... other thing I will say though is the reason I also chose Keith Lee is because Randy Orton's a guy who likes to put people over. Yeah. He, he actually likes working with the new guys. He even said he wanted to go to NXT so that he could work with, I forget who it was. Um, I want to say like Adam Cole or uh, Ciampa, one of those guys. And the thing about Randy is he's too big. He's he's a giant compared to He is guys. a giant, but the fact that he wants, wants to work to, with these yeah, guys means something. Shows yeah. you like the kind of character that he has. Yeah, yeah. Um and he even uh, apparently he, I forget it was the an thing interview. is in terms of a storyline, Keith Lee winning doesn't do anything for Randy. Randy needs to keep this hot streak he's got going on, right? Oh, he already lost to Drew, so. Yeah, he lost to Drew, but he's got to keep he lost to Drew in a like wimpy pin. So yeah. that's okay. Because it happens. But if you lose to Keith, that automatically propels Keith to fight Drew. What if he loses to Keith and then he comes back after the match and he beats the crap out of Keith and gives him a plank kick? Yeah, I, I mean... I mean, there's ways you could... There's you know, ways I'm just saying there's it, ways yeah. you could go for about sure, it. For sure, for sure. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Dominic uh, Mysterio, Ray Mysterio versus Seth and Murphy, uh, whatever, like... Uh, also, think... speaking of which, uh, just a fun fact, uh, Dominic uh, Mysterio apparently in the future may end up changing his name to prince mysterio because ray means king so like ray oh, mysterio is king mysterio yeah just a fun fact that i thought of but uh going back to this match it's a regular tag match no stipulations right so i i, I gotta say seth rollins is gonna yeah, win this I have one to seth rollins as well uh matt riddle versus king corbin this is interesting i'm gonna go riddle uh they've gonna... been feuding for some time now um yeah i'll probably go riddle as well i between the two of them i i'm much a bigger fan of corbin though yeah. I actually really like Corbin. How do you feel about Corbin? Yeah, he's a good heel. He's a perfect He's a perfect mid-card heel. I like him as a heel and as a person. I think he's a really good guy yeah. in the back room. Like, Probably. I think everybody loves him in the back room. Apparently, he's one of the safest workers out there. Um, and considering like the push that he's gotten, considering uh, like the fan of fear by all accounts, people hate him, yet he's still gotten all these pushes. I think 
the upper management likes him a, a lot as well. Yeah, well, he's a good heel now. He wasn't a great heel with the long hair, but with his sh- shaven head and the King Corbin thing, yeah, he's got a good thing going on yeah. here. He's a great heel. I think he's gonna be end up being like uh, the Sheamus of the future, right? Like just a guy who you can always put into title pictures and just gonna have a long career with the WWE. But yeah. I like Corbin. He seems like a really a decent guy. Did you see his drunken? Um, forget he had a drunken rant about uh defending somebody i think it was ah oh, i can't remember right now but he was defending one of the women's wrestlers because uh, the fans were saying some bullshit um but he just seems like an overall good guy so mm-hmm. i would prefer king corbin to win but matt riddle seems like the guy who they're gonna push yeah moving on biggie sheamus biggie has to win because they've been hyping him yeah i think that's a no-brainer uh at this point so uh, Agreed. Uh, everyone's been pushing Biggie, yeah. so it looks like I don't know what the I don't know what the plan is for Biggie, but it looks like it's gonna be somewhat big. But again, I don't know if you can push him against a guy like Roman Reigns. Well, it or, depends when the other guys are coming back. Like, how long is Kofi out for? I think a good while. Okay, because so, we know that uh, um, Xavier might be Xavier's, done. Yeah, I think he might be done. He's done because yeah. they have already put him as the new host as of Talking, Talking Smack. Smack yeah. So it seems like he's already transitioning over. Um, and then just not to uh, leave these guys out, but the Riot Squad versus the Iconics. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Riot Squad should win. Yeah, you know what? I like all four of these ladies. To be quite honest, yeah. the Riot Squad. I, you know, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. I think they're both cool. And you know, I got a soft spot for Billy Kay and Payne Royce. Yeah, Payne Royce. I think won a bodybuilding competition a few weeks out. Yeah, which so, by the way, I thought like no offense to her but i thought she looked way better when she's not in competition i mean if that's her passion that's her passion and competition when bodybuilding is low body fat so yeah. that's what it is and you yeah look... don't, don't get me wrong like i think bodybuilding in general is kind of ridiculous yeah i think i'm starting to believe that too and i really appreciate bodybuilders bodies but i see how ridiculous it is yeah. as well like it's so ridiculous to go for those kind of bodies and that like what does that body really represent it just means you're in a really it's really 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 means you're in a competition definitely means you're you're building your body in a certain way but it's not a realistic vision of a body and and it's not like what i would if i were to choose a body that i would want to look like every day it's not going to be a bodybuilder's body yeah yes and no i feel like i would choose it but i think to sustain that body is insane and i've been i've been looking at a few youtube videos of bodybuilders and they say the amount of effort you have to put into it is like 80 percent of your life and yeah you definitely it's, it's do so much right? uh, i just don't aesthetically i just don't think it's that pleasing if you could have arnold's body you wouldn't have arnold's body i would honestly like prefer, arnold when you won yeah yeah i would honestly prefer like first of all arnold's not a great example because if you look at bodybuilders now they're way more like ridiculous than than Arnold back in the day. He had perfect proportions. I, I would beg say. to differ. I think the guys now aren't as good. I think Arnold's body is the blueprint. I no, I agree with you. That's what I'm saying though. But but you look at guys now in bodybuilding competitions. You got the um, what's his name, Ronnie Coleman's and things like that. They look ridiculous. Arnold looked good because he kept his proportions in check. Yeah. And yeah, uh, humongous. That's not chest. what bodybuilding is these days. Bodybuilding these days is like they want even bigger than that. You look at guys like Ronnie Coleman and all those, you know, they look ridiculous. Anyways, uh, Jay Cutler is another example. But um, for me, like if I had to choose a current day person, like like we always talk about Finn Balor. Oh, yeah, I'd love to have his Finn Balor. Great physique. I, know, yeah. I think that's like a physique that I would love absolutely to have. love to have. Yeah. Buddy Murphy's another guy that, like, if I'm going to go on the bulkier side, yeah. Buddy Murphy's the guy that I would like. I would never want to look like Ronnie Coleman or Jay Cutler or these guys. Um, no. And, 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 and going back to Payne Royce, 
I thought she looked way better when she was out of bodybuilding competition than when she was in, in bodybuilding yeah, competition. Yeah. So that's just my point. But in terms of Arnold, you're right. Arnold, perfect. Udonis. I don't think anyone matches yeah. that proportionality yeah. to muscle. Yeah. Udonis, he looked he looked amazing. Yeah. Um, little uh, little bodybuilding rant there. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the AEW though. AEW. I actually watched this last night, so I caught up on Dynamite. And uh, I don't know where you want to. Let's start with a tag situation with Hangman Page. Hangman. The Young Bucks. They had a promo. I don't think Hangman Page spoke a word from start to finish in that uh, Dynamite. No, he didn't. Uh, basically, he costed. So the Young Bucks was in a. They were in a tag gauntlet. Gauntlet. Yeah. Winner faces Hangman and uh, Omega at the All Out pay per view next week. It's right. a long weekend next week, so it'll be next Saturday um, for the belts. Uh, basically, uh, Young Bucks first beat Dustin Rhodes, QT Marshall. Big ups to QT Marshall. Looks like he lost some weight, and he's trying to get into a little bit more better physique, and I could totally see it in his wrestling. Not yeah. that he's going to be anything special, but good on him. Yeah, improving, right? Yeah, to improving. Uh, Young Bucks uh, beat the best friends. No, no. They got interfered. No, best friends beat them. Best friends beat them because Hangman Page held on to one of the Jackson's feet while one of them got rolled, rolled up. up. Yep. Uh, and then they got really, really, really pissed at him. And then FTR comes in at the end with uh, Terry Blanchard. Um, now they got matching coats them, yeah. and uh, shredded them. Yeah, perfect. And then don't, don't, uh, don't forget that Best Friends and Young Bucks, they actually had a pretty long, like it must have been like 15-minute match that they had between the two of them. Yeah. So it's not surprising that they got just obliterated by FDR yeah. after. So I do like this. Um, it's going to be Kenny and Hangman or Omega and Hangman versus FTR for the belts. I can see, F I think FTR wins the belts. I think it's time for Kenny to lose. So let's go to the storyline though. Hangman, Page, Young Bucks, they have a little spat. Young Bucks says he's out of the elite. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big one. He kicked him out of the elite, yeah. By all accounts, Kenny Omega is still part of the elite. Yeah. Is this what drives them to lose to FTR? So, yeah, the rumor on the street is that the Young Bucks may make them lose the belts. Um, and I think your point that you brought up about Adam Page maybe trying to save the elite. Yeah. Um, is a good point as well. Well, and this wasn't my uh, my thought. It was something I read on Reddit. Somebody basically said, what if Hangman Page is being the scapegoat in all of this? He's deciding to put him, you know, risk his his self in, in the lead so that uh, Kenny Omega doesn't go nuts because they've been teasing. Kenny Omega's been going crazy for the last two weeks. He was mm -hmm. going to put uh, one of the Dark Order guys through a table last week. Before that, he beat the crap out of <laughs> Marco, Stunt. Marco Stunt. Like, Hangman's unhinged right now. I mean, not Hangman, sorry. Um, Omega. Kenny Omega's unhinged right now. So maybe Hangman's putting himself out there in order to sacrifice himself. That could be a possibility. Yep. Um, we'll have to see what happens, but it's definitely uh, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, but that all said, next week, who do you got in terms of a hang? So you got FTR? FTR is going to win, yeah. I'm going to go with FTR as well. I agree with you. Yeah, I think it's time for this to basically, he's been kicked out of the elite. Yeah. So there's no better time to make them lose and make everything sort of fall into place. Again, they've been teasing the Four Horsemen with Kenny Omega, FTR, oh. and Terry Blanchard. So it could happen anytime. Now. Whatever they're going to do. Well. Hold on. Uh, if they're going to do a Four Horsemen, who do you think it includes? I think that's it. 
So FTR. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. And Terry Blanchard. He's yeah. just going to be the fourth guy. So you think Kenny Can... Omega is going to go to... Sorry. Oh, Hangman. Hangman, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I feel like FTR left Hangman to dry last week as well because we didn't see any like love between the two. And I think that's why you didn't see it because they're waiting to show the love on All Out. Because no, in, a, true. in the be. previous week, they said, yeah. listen, all we want to do is face the best tag team, which is you guys. Yeah. And whoever wins, wins. And we respect you and, you know. That's the thing I love about AEW. Any possibility is possible. It's possible, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Kenny actually goes over. Imagine he betrays Hangman, Hangman and yeah. goes to joins the FDR. Like, yeah, that would be a huge. That would be so fun. I think. In, yeah, in, like either way, however you do this, yeah, it's it works. Yeah. yeah. So they've done a good job building that storyline. The other one, the other big thing was MJF and John Moxley's contract signing. Um, it was a funny, I guess, little promo. Yeah. Well, John Moxley slipped in a fifteenth page. Uh, where whereby he had to sorry whereby MJF's lawyer had to fight um, yes. John Moxley next that's week right. on Dynamite yeah and if he didn't fight him that uh, he wouldn't, JF, get, he wouldn't get a title shot I thought it was like clever like those old school kind of clever things yeah. to put in there obviously John Moxley won't have the paradigm shift yeah come all out and that was part of what J MJF well wanted. we discussed this and I kind of like I understand your point that it is uh it is a like old school homage kind of clever thing I just thought it was like yo Moxley you're gonna throw in any kind of stipulation and this is the one you put in I was like yeah. all right that's kind of weird but he's overconfident and I think think to that point mjf is gonna win the belt uh, here's what i'm gonna say if mjf wins the belt i'm getting a little bit tired of his promos i know he's one of the best promos in the game but like it's so stereotypical at this point in terms of like listen jonathan blah 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 jonathan like i think he needs to change it up just a little bit yeah. um that's what i'll say on that but i still think he's one of the greatest promos in the game what I will say about their promo, though, was when he talked about Renee and he said, tell your uh, wife that I'm single. single. Yeah. John Moxley almost seemed like he was offended because the first thing he says is, what you say matters. What we sign does it. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if that's kayfabe or he was trying to say, like, leave my wife out of this. Like, so I was really interested when, he, when, when yeah. John Moxley said that. Yeah. I, I was like... That's how you blend kayfabe with like reality. Real life, yeah. uh, so I love that. I, I'm assuming it's all kayfabe and it's all love, uh, but you never know, man. You bring a guy's wife into it. <laughs> well, I think it was it caught him off guard yeah. for sure. This is the most personal yeah. it's been. And remember, John Moxley brought his wife up last week. Yeah, that's right. So MJF just brought her up this week. Yeah. So that's sort of what it is. And I think MJF is gonna win. Um, I I know you're tired of his promos. I'm tired of John Mox. I'm not. I'm tired of John Moxley. Not of his character, but of his title reign. It's kind of gotten flat. Well, we talked about this. John Moxley's character is an underdog. Like he. Yeah, and he's right now the top. Yeah, dog. he's the top, and by far. Yeah. Like by, by far, a a top dog. Yeah, by a mile. And so it doesn't really work uh, when you're talking the way he talks but you're like complete like heads and shoulders above your opponent and and we said this already if you're not gonna fight guys like omega you're not gonna fight guys like hangman page or cody you know and the list goes you know a little longer than that then you're clearly not in a position 
to have those matches anyway. So yeah. why is what's the point of you holding the belt if those guys aren't going to hold the belt? That's right. MJF can have a lot more opponents yeah. than you can have. Yeah. Um, and you can always come back and win the belt later on, and you can always feud with someone else. You can feud with Brian Cage, yeah. you know, who's been non-existent. You can feud with some of the lesser guys that need to be put over a little bit, right? So, oh man, don't even get me started on Brian Cage. I think they uh, they buried him because Ricky Starks is above him. They buried him. They completely buried him. And I, I understand your point that he's he's not a great promo by all means, but he's not like so so terrible that you got to bury him. No, no, no. I agree with you. And he's he you know he it's just a different movement because you can't have John Moxley lose to Brian Cage for the belt. Yeah. I get that. But ah man, I just wish they gave him like the TNT title or something. Something I did like though was uh, Murder Hawk and Jake the Snake. They had a match uh, against a nobody. They won, and then we see Taz come out with Brian Cage. Yeah. And Ricky Starks, and they started trying a little beef. Really and I dog, love yeah. that because I'd love to see those two mix it up. Well, you know what I love about AEW, and which is uh, which bring up is uh, they got heel versus heel. Like they're not afraid to mix things up and just go against the norm. Like heel versus heel, and those are probably two of the. We talked about this before that AEW sometimes blends their heels with faces, but like Murderhawk and. Uh, and 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 um sorry brian cage are both like very much heels mm -hmm. and the fact that you got them pitted against each other it's cool yeah i like it i like it a lot i did see uh what's uh just a little fun uh, not fun fact but a little uh, side note i thought um jake the snake fumbled with his promo there a little bit he did you're looking like the what do you say flintstones out there <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 he fumbled he fumbled for sure he fumbled uh he's been doing a good job but that was a little bit of a fumble there yeah um, um you were saying that you're not too happy with the dark order right now yeah they went they sort of regressed again i mean they had a really great showing when they beat cody in three minutes four yeah. minutes whatever it was and then this one they came out they were supposed to be celebrating Everything was all good, and then one of the guys got a little too excited, and then Brody knocked him out. Yeah, that was. So we've gone back to what you guys were with the belt. Oh, I'm not gonna lose the belt. I'll be honest. I just. What the hell? I don't like Brody Lee's character. Character, yeah. like this professional heel. I think he was in a pinstripe suit. Walks out. I'm not going to lose the belt. His buddy's like, listen, Brody, this has been the best week of my life. I've been partying. And then he knocks the shit out of him. Like, and, I, and I get you don't want to copy your exact character from WWE. I get that. But you are best when you're unhinged and you talk crazy and you talk a little wild. Not this professional hitman, whatever you want to like. It's not even a hitman. It's just I, like, I don't know what it is. Mobster. I, like, I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they seem to have regressed as a organization. We'll see what they do, but I'm not interested in these guys. Cody's been off. Cody lost the belt because he's actually gonna film with uh, Stephen Amell. Oh, is that what it is? Green Arrow. Okay. Yeah, they're doing a little project together, and they wanted him to be in a few episodes. So he's gonna be off for a little bit of an extended time, and that's why he actually lost the belt. Yeah. Um. So uh, and, and another note, Robbie Amell's movie, uh, I think it was Code Eight, is out. Oh, it's been out for a while, man. Yeah, it's been out for a while. I I, I didn't watch it. I haven't seen it but, either. Uh, Tenet is out, and that's supposed to be one of those mindfuck movies. Yeah, a lot of people are saying. And that I would like to, and so is Bill and Ted. Who is the uh, director of Tenet? 
the guy from uh, Dark Knight, uh, same dude, um, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, Christopher Nolan. That's right. Yeah, so it's gonna be one of those. Well, I really want to watch that and uh, Bill and Ted, but I gotta watch yes, the first Bill and Ted. I've never seen. Yeah, it's a cult classic. It's a cult classic. Yeah, I think you gotta get a little uh, lifted, as they say in the business, uh, yes. to 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 groove with them. So I hear what you're saying there. Uh, before we end off this WrestleBall podcast, though, Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy. That was a good match. Short match, but good. Yeah, it was a nine-minute match, I think, or seven-minute match. And, and Sammy got busted. Got open, yeah. I saw the cut on his yeah, head. It was a gash. It was huge. It, it was, was like a, a UFC-style gash. Yeah, it was a gash. Uh, but uh, great match for what it was. Um, Matt Hardy can still go. Matt Hardy can still go. Like, um, obviously, he's not doing the acrobatic stuff, but he's still putting his body on the line. Like, it's ridiculous. But he's got to put the guys over. Sammy yeah. did win this match. I think without a doubt, Sammy was going to win this match. Yeah. Jericho was on commentary. Oh, uh, God. So that was yeah. good. Oh, see, uh, Orange Cassidy came out. And beat the shit out of him right at the end. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's gonna be interesting as well. They're fighting at. Uh, well, I'm loving the what they're doing match. with Orange Cassidy because, like I said, the one of the biggest critiques with him was the fact that he had this soft gimmick. But now you're yeah. seeing the unhinged Orange Cassidy uh, more and more, and yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so overall, great week for AEW. I think wrestling was uh, very good. NBA is going off the wall right now, and we're just about to start the Raptors game. Raptors, Boston. Let's go Raptors. Uh, so with that, without any further ado, Mark. Last words. Uh, I want to say uh, we lost uh, another member of uh, the Ooh, Avengers family. Yes. We, and in, in a year where we've lost both the Black Mamba and the Black Panther, yeah. uh, I want to say condolences to the Boswick family Ch- yeah. Boswick family Chadwick Boswick unfortunately lost his battle with cancers. I think it was a four or five four, year battle. Four year battle, yeah. So if, uh, if I can get everyone just, just 10 seconds of silence uh, just to pay your respects. Uh, and pay it forward. Yeah, really sad. Um, I actually haven't seen Black Panther. I was waiting for a good time Great to watch it. movie. So uh, I know Great everyone's movie. been telling me to watch it. Yeah. So I think this is the time. And I was waiting for something to tell me. Obviously, I wasn't waiting for this to happen. Yeah. Uh, but it's happened. Uh, that's life, everyone. Like that's just what it is. I really loved, and someone said this the best that uh, it wasn't Twitter that revealed. Uh, sorry, Twitter. Uh, TMZ that revealed. You know, his passing was his family's estate or his family. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was really great. No one really knew. Everyone. Well, ev- I didn't even know he had cancer. No one knew. Yeah. I think everyone's asking the same questions. I didn't even know, and that's the same statement we're getting from multiple so that people. That just shows the character of Chad. You know, the and fact he, that he filmed all these films while yeah, and cancer, and he was um, doing the Make a Wish. I think it was Make a Wish, or at least visiting people who yeah. had cancer, kids yeah. who had cancer, yeah. doing this while he had cancer, which I find, uh, you know, obviously very motivating. Yeah. Um, um, very sad as well right? yeah so, uh, i'm not mo- sure if he was taking treatment or not because he had chemotherapy you lose your hair he had his full yeah. set of hair i don't know if that was real hair or not here yeah. it's not for me to know yeah. uh but i i don't know um and 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 well you know, overall you know just we respect him for what he's done in it's this world a, and it's, it's a great loss tragic loss for the world you know lost a great man yeah, so it was, uh, uh, rest in peace chad boswick you're joining a list of uh our list of uh you know, good souls that have left. Unfortunately, 2020 has been a terrible year. 2020 has been, yeah. It's just been a, it's been a bad year. So I encourage everybody to go out there, live your life like it's your last. It could be, and we never know what, you know, what, what, what turns happen in this world and be nice to each other. And uh, yeah, hopefully we're, this is the beginning of change, right? So 
Um, well, not with related to Jad Bozwick, but with regards to the, the whole uh, movement that's going on right now. So uh, very sad to hear. Um, and I, I don't want to bring this up because of the sad talk, but congratulations, Marks, on getting your first Yeezys. Mm, yes, <laughs> yes, I did. They're nice. Uh, very did. nice. I just had a look at them. I'm actually, uh, I really like them. Yeah. I really like them a lot. So um, Israfils. Israfils. They look dope. And the first time that they went with loop laces. So yeah, yeah a first in Yeezys. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, without further ado, though, we're about to get our uh, couple of beers in and we're going to watch ball. this Raptors versus Boston game. So go without further Raptors, ado, go. have a great weekend. Go Raptors, go. And like uh, Mark said, enjoy the life like it's your last. Take care, guys. Later, Gator.